it's one of the gifts in the conversation I have with people. And it's not the destination that I want to get to, but this really helps me to get to my destination. Welcome to the No Language Barriers podcast, a unique show on the secrets to mastering connections with our mastering languages. I am your host, Daisy Wu, the founder and book author of Multilingual Connectors. From Mandarin speaking in China to TEDx event speaking in Australia, I want to inspire and enable you to break barriers and unlock opportunities regardless of how your English is. Apart from myself, you'll learn from young achievers from all walks of life across continents, the game-changing mindsets and social skills which enable them to build strong connections across cultures with our language mastery. I want you to stop feeling unconfident, undervalued and unfulfilled because of your language skills and any other perceived limitations. What are you waiting for to learn the secrets to fast-track your dreams with no language barriers. Listening. Are you under pressure to participate in networking this side of Christmas and the new year? And are you also already making a plan for the coming year where you wish to be more active, more engaged and more effective in networking so that you can gain something from your commitments, such as insights, knowledge and potentially introductions and referrals? Whilst the episode name might make you believe that we're going to provide pro tips for you to accelerate conversational skills in the interest of converting opportunities via networking, I'd like to remind you that whilst networking and conversations can be approached as a means to the end, not all means are the same, just like there are faster routes and ways to get to Rome. For us to map out and embark on the paths from conversations to destinations in a cross-cultural and cross-disciplinary context, we need far more than language skills and industry knowledge. And this is what I shed light on in a reminder of my latest interview with Charles Liang. Born and raised in Guangdong, China, Charles moved to New Zealand at an early age and later pursued a bachelor's degree in economics and data science at the University of Sydney, Australia. During his time in Sydney, Charles delved into the media and creative industry and launched his first photography business. While actively engaging in social work and charitable events for local communities, as well as innovative initiatives in the Australia-China space. Post-graduation, Charles spent a year as a product manager in China, working with internet technology across Beijing and Shenzhen, while undergoing part-time training in psychological counseling. Now back in Australia, Charles is on a fresh journey to explore adolescent education and teaching. His personal interest lies in developmental psychology, specifically speech and language development and anxiety management, reflecting his commitment to understanding and enhancing the well-being of young minds. Bringing his cross-disciplinary talent, Charles currently serves on the Victorian Committee of the Australia-China Young Professionals Initiative, the premier platform connecting young professionals and entrepreneurs in the Australia-China space. There, 
He has moderated a diverse array of English panels across numerous industries to engage with the Australia-China relationship. Further to the speaking and conversation techniques in the previous episode, we will unveil the other ingredients for conversations to the destination of connecting, including why are conversations orientations rather than destinations, strategies to request for favors, the importance of accountability in speaking and networking, how to evaluate networking experience for continuous improvement, and so forth. Keep listening. And now, do you want to dedicate the rest of the interview to Orion more about you as a person, as a multilingual connector? I recognize in the community. So, on the topic of making connections as opposed to superficial and transactional contacts, what's your definition of a connection to you, home away from home? Definitely, connections, and in our lives, we live in groups and. Life is just so rough, and there are times that I need help. We all need help, and I think connection really means that that I've received forces that sustain me to grow and to endure the the course of a rough life, in a sense. And I think. I really like one of the、um, speech given by um, um, given by one of the actors.、Um, I I forgot a very famous actor.、Um, his name is Matthew.、Um, hold on, hold on. I actually forgot the actor's name. But I really like the speech、um, in the Oscar giving occasion. So he mentioned that there's three ways. Um, that there are three things that people need. The first thing is that somebody to look up to, and for him, that's God. And for me, I see that that's the ultimate set of value that I admire, and I anchor my way of living to that set of value. And the second thing is someone to look forward to. For him. In his speech, he mentioned that family is the, the is is the things or the people that he looks forward to. And for me, it's someone who guides, supports, and always got my back whenever I am, um, um, wherever I am. So it can be family, it can be friends, it can be just someone who's passing by and live with the energy. That sustain me to to pass a very difficult moment, and the third thing he mentions was that we need someone to chase. So in his speech, he mentioned that he always has has a hero to chase, which is himself in ten years. So when he was fifteen, his hero is gonna be him in. Twenty-five years. Um. Yes.、Yeah, sorry. When he's twenty-five years old, his hero is gonna be him in thirty-five years. Uh, thirty-five years old. So the person I'm trying to become is actually the person I'm trying to chase. So connection really means to me in this context is somebody to look forward to. 
And I really think that in all the works that I'm doing, in all the in all the difficulty I'm facing, in the works that I'm doing, if there's someone who guides and supports and always get my back, these are the gifts that are that I receive when doing my work. They're not the purpose that I'm doing my work, but they are the very best gift that I receive in my work. And without their presence, my work is usually not as great as it can get. Yeah. Lessons are the best present. So noticeably, in your recent development, you display a great distinctive focus on integrating and developing industry knowledge across different realms and arenas, out of interest and out of the recent alignment with your occupations and so forth. And uh, you've surely built you've surely expanded your network in the process of doing that and you brilliantly embody someone who's really tapping into your network to accelerate your growth and development. So can you give some brief examples of how you've actually leveraged such a diverse network to broaden your skill set? Well, I think that, that it's one of the gifts in the conversation I have with people and it's not the destination that I want to get to but this really helps me to get to my destination. For example, I never go into an event or facilitating a panel in, a, in the hope that I'm going to get a certain connection or someone to help me to get out of a difficult situation and in seek of help. I usually go into a conversation with the hope that I can learn from people, that I can build meaningful relationship in the sense that when I do need help in the future, that those people will support me and guide me and provide me with the in in their capacity to fulfill what I need to go to my destination. And in the same way, I'm wholeheartedly willing to support them and guide them and provide the help they need in order to get to their destination when they need help. Really, it's a mutual connection that we're building upon every activity that I do, in whether it's in an Australia-China space or in general. So one of the one of the examples that I usually use when I'm with my friends is that you don't look for connections when you are looking for a job or when you're about to have an, um, have an interview in, in a week and then you go on LinkedIn and search other people uh, related to the job position and you send a cold mail to them, you usually wouldn't get any reply. So I consciously make connections with, um, within the activity I do on a daily basis, which is to having conversation with people. So uh, one technique, not really technique, but I think you can see it that way, that I use is usually to so ask people, asking people for a small uh, favor. It's not something that is so substantial that you're going to ask them um, to do when you first met them, for example, uh, borrowing money or asking people to offer you a job. It's something as simple as asking your your neighbors for a pack of sugar 
for example, when you first move into a house. So asking people for a small favor, for example, um, when I get into a new university, I really want to know which library is the best to study in when I need a quiet space and environment to learn. And, and that kind of small type of, of hustle, let's say, usually builds a, usually builds a first step for more meaningful and, and in deep and in depth um, conversation in the future. Because asking people to help you um, really gives them a sense of recognition and the sense of accomplishment on their end. Because if something is trivial enough for you to ask someone who you just met, you can ask someone else instead, but you in particular chose that person to ask. That really shows them you appreciate their characters, you want to know them, and you're willing to engage in a, in a, con uh, in a conversation or engage in a relationship with them, whether in a social or professional context. So after you, after I ask someone for a small favor, they're usually happy that they can help me and they feel uh, great about the fact that they are able to um, help me to do something. And after that, in the future, when they have something that they might need help from me, they can ask voluntarily in the manner or in the same thought that I just had when I'm asking them. So they're going to give me the sense of uh, accomplishment and recognition that I really enjoy in a mutual communication setting. So I see that little details like this really helps me to venture into a diverse network and all the people that I'm trying to learn from, all the people that I'm trying to connect to. And that's ultimately is what helps me to get to my destination. It's the small details like this. Yeah. If I was to boil this down and echo using the same outlook and value system, I feel the means actually dictates the end. People might remember there's a famous saying called the means justifies the end in quite a negative tone, but mm -hmm. I feel in the yeah. networking setting, the means actually dictates the end. So speaking from a common observation wherein people typically approaches networking or understands networking conventionally using a quite transactional and commercial filter. So they do see this as a thing. And as a result of that, they do they, they are really purposeful. They're really in they're they're really intentional about getting something out of networking to explain why they will find this nerve wracking and why they will stress about really performing yeah. well. They have the performance pressure. And in strategizing and prioritizing, they will only go to and committing themselves to something if they are anticipating some outcome. Just like some people will only practice conversations and interviews when they're, in, they're anticipating the applications and interviews. But for me, and I imagine for you as well, you wouldn't just immerse yourself in events and networking for the mere sake of 
networking or getting something. And I do feel that this is something we integrate as a lifestyle. We naturally are curious about people and we do leap at opportunities that can expand ourselves and that can add value to us, such as holding a panel, hosting a podcast and so forth. And I do feel the process themselves are, as you pinpointed, arguably some of the best rewards already before the end outcome emerges in the form of a relationship or partnership opportunities and so forth. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, things happen in details as I really believe in details. And just on a daily basis, it transcends its original means um, just by itself. It builds up the relationship and we all going to know that it's, it's going to happen something. It's going to happen in the future. It might not happen now, but I really believe in, in, in the sense, in, in one saying that is whatever that you do, nobody um, can help you to get away with it. You always do something and then it, the universe will return this to you in some form or some way in the future. You can't get away with anything that you've done. And and I think building connections, this is a mutual statement. It's not like something that I've done terrible. It's just the way that I view everything that I do, whether it's building connection or speaking uh, with people in a conversation. I can never get away with whatever that I've, what I, that I've done or, or, or said um, in any stage of my life. I've met someone who's who I thought I wouldn't I wouldn't meant he or she or she um um I've I've met someone who I thought that I wouldn't met him or her again in the future. Um, they come back to me five six years later, and to my surprise, and so I really believe in that. Yes, it is an intellectual adventure, just like how you characterize debating and panel speaking. It is an intellectual adventure, but also a treat to our souls, our minds and souls. That's how I look at this. I don't just approach them as an opportunity to to practice speaking or expose myself public speaking in another language in the interest of personal branding or in the interest of producing some media assets like a podcast. The process itself is so... I would say sexy and rewarding in a sense. I don't always anticipate agreeing with people. I do anticipate clashes. I also anticipate challenges and moments of frustration and mistakes like we discussed back and forth about. It's all part of our experiences. When we look back, we might be able to pick a lot of insights and lessons in hindsight, just as how Steve Jobs puts, we might connect the dots looking backward but more you might not always be able to clearly and translucently do this looking forward. But yeah, that's the idea, yeah, trusting the process, trusting in ourselves and those we wish to connect with. For the audience to implement this better and be more effective in connecting, especially in another language, what would be your number one advice? Pay attention. Pay attention is very important to everything that we face, we meet, and we experience. We experience the failure, we experience the success and we feel the love and we feel the pain as well. And yeah, it's, it's like one of the questions that I've seen um, in 
on the internet, people asking on Instagram, like, what will you change if you go back to your 20s or go back to your um, 18 years of age? And some people would certainly change a few things that they regret well. But I agree with one of the statements that I heard is that I wouldn't change a thing because as you said, you mentioned that how process is a, such an incredible mystery to us as humans is that I would never change a thing about what I have done in the past. Everything that I've done, I have to do, I have to do them in order for me to become me today. So I would say, yeah, pay attention to everything. Um, embrace it, feel it, experience it, and yeah, and that's gonna and that's gonna get us to a destination that we wouldn't imagine. So that we not only can feel the language better, but also understand people better with no language barriers. Thank you again, Charles, for bringing so yeah. many tremendous insights. It keeps me my it keeps my mind blurring, keeps my head spinning, but it just speaks volume about how useful and impactful your idea should be once they are it. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks, Daisy, again for having me. Thank you for listening. If you've been inspired by what you've listened to, please share it with someone you know. Who wants to build more meaningful connections and convert opportunities in a foreign language? If this is also what you want to achieve for yourself, please send me a message on LinkedIn and Instagram. I'm at Daisy Wu. Multilingual Connector. That is M U L T I L I N G U A L. Until the next episode, here's to review the secrets to having the language barriers.